well, this is exciting. We couldn't get booked in for the last two weeks. Uh, we were sort of, uh, I think, was it uh, Monday and last Monday, and we were sort of booking in, and uh, uh, the email came out, and we sat down to do it at lunchtime, and all gone. So congratulations to you for getting in early uh, and, and booking. Isn't this good? This is part of the journey of us getting back to normal. Woohoo! Uh, and I'm up for that. You know, uh, I cannot wait for you know all of this to diminish. Now, we have to be uh, totally um, accepting that this is not going to be a smooth ride as we sort of come out of, of lockdown. Huge things happening across the world. Uh, you know, really put your hearts and your prayers out to places like India. Uh, what's happening in in uh, South America with Brazil and Mexico, and you know. Just because in this country things are going well, that isn't the picture for the world. So, you know, we need to keep praying and all the rest of it. But for us in the UK, then there is hope and we're going to get back to some normal. Bring on June uh, and, uh, and I'm going to give everybody a hug. Uh, uh, and, and, and we're just going to, you know, get back into what God wants us to be, which is a community. And we've been held back from that. And there's a number of things I really feel that in this holding back, then God has been, been putting in us so that when we are released, then we won't go back just to being old us. There will be a new us that comes out of all this. And that's one of the things I want to talk about uh, very, very briefly this morning is the ministry of kings and priests. Um, uh, uh, so you are a king. Uh, now, I'm the bride of Christ, so, you know, get used to the male-female bit. Because, um, uh, uh, actually, it's nothing to do with, you know, male-female. It's all to do with a sense of ascendancy. You are the top. You are the head. So, you know, you are... Uh, and if you, if you want to say, you know, queen, that's fine. You're the monarch. You're, you're the boss. The, the whole thing is that you are the monarch. You are the boss um, to bring his kingdom come. Amen? It's not in the model of to be some despotic ruler or anything like that. Jesus is the king of kings, and we follow after that model of servant-hearted attitude. But it is the sense, I carry authority to allow and to disallow. And there's also the ministry of the priest. And in Jesus, we see the two coming together. He is the king of kings, and he is our great high priest. And he, we see all that brought together, and we're called after his own ministry, aren't we? Now, we also see that we're called after his, his ministry to the church, and he actually took his ministry to the church and broke it up into five bits, uh, the fivefold ministry, and has actually kept them separate, so that, you know, the job of the pastor, the prophet, the teacher, and so on, uh, and he's actually invested those in different people, and when those people come together uh, in, in team then you actually get a really healthy um, expression of the ministry of Jesus to the church and things happen in balance and things happen really well. Exactly the same as the king and the priest. The king and the priest, when they come together, something amazing things happen. When you see um, uh, with Abraham and will, with Melchizedek, something magical happened, something really deep and spiritual happened when they came together and there were some principles established there that lasted throughout the whole of history with David uh, and Nathan, with, uh, with Joseph and with Pharaoh. Uh, you see the ministry of the king and the priest coming together. And I really believe that as we step out of this, uh, out of this lockdown and into a new phase in the church, the ministry of the priest is going to be elevated and the ministry of the king is going to be elevated. And where does the king work? The king works in the world, in the marketplace. Broadly, where does the priest work? In the temple. 
But together, when they come together, you see the expression and the outworking of the kingdom of God in the marketplace. You know this is my favorite topic, which is actually how do we get the kingdom of God out of the church and into the world? It's actually through the expression of the kings. So, uh, now, who's, um, uh, who's a monarch in this place? We all are. So much easier than putting your hand up. Point at someone who is a who is a who is a, a someone of the royal priesthood who is a king. So you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, um, and that's the calling of God on your life. And if we deny it, we'll not see it happen. If we align up with what God is saying, we will see it happening. So uh, uh, where's my thumbprint gone? So just um, four little, uh, three little scriptures. One Peter two nine. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, uh, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out in, into darkness into His one life. So it's not just to declare His praises in church; it's to declare His praises in the world. Um, Exodus 19, uh, this was Moses and God speaking to him on Mount Sinai. You will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. In Revelation, at the end of the book uh, of the Bible, to him who loves us, to Jesus, who has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests, to be kings and priests, to serve his God and Father. So we see it at the end of the book. We see it in the middle of the book. We see it towards the middle of the book. And it's even in Genesis chapter 1. Uh, not quite so explicitly, but the pattern is there. I really loved Jared's thing that he did a few weeks ago where he talked about all the patterns and principles that we see in Genesis, in the very early chapters of Genesis. And here is one of those principles that we see here. Uh, in Genesis, and this is in uh, chapter 1, verse 28, what you see in, in this whole picture of Genesis in chapter 1, 2 particularly, is this intimacy this absolute intimacy between Adam and Eve and God. You see them in the cool of the evening, have, walking along and having a chat and chewing over what they had for tea uh, and, and chatting about, you know, sort of the gossip that was going on in the garden and, and, and the rabbits and the, going, and the rabbits and the hares aren't getting on very well and this, that and the other. And they were chatting about whatever it might be. They were having a cool of the evening, real communion, close conversation is the picture that you see uh, in these early chapters of, ja uh, of Genesis. <clears throat> but you also see something here in the blessing of the priest. So in this bit in Genesis uh, 1, verse 22, and in verse 28, you see God as priest. Because what did he do? He makes stuff, which is the ministry of the king. So he makes all the animals and all the seeds and all the earth and all the, the night and day and all the rest of it. In Genesis 1, he then steps into the ministry of the priest. Now, he is king and priest, but let's just help our thinking here. He steps into the ministry of priest, and then he says to everything that he's made, this is just before he's made um, uh, Adam and Eve, and he says, and he be blessed them, be fruitful, and increase the earth. Now, how populous is life in general across the, the earth? Wherever you go, there is an abundance of life. You, you know, you watch it, David Attenborough on telly and you go into, you know, how many, how many bugs are there in one square meter of the Amazon? And it's a billion. And you go into, you know, how many, how many, how many bugs are in my garden when I lift a stone up? It's a million. There's just life everywhere. I'm exaggerating. There's, there's just life everywhere. When you go to the bottom of the ocean, there's life. When you go to the, the highest peaks, there's these things that are trying to live in, in frozen mountainous things. And you just think, Go live somewhere nicer. But no, they choose everywhere. They get in the desert. There's life. There is life. When God said, be fruitful, he really, really meant it. 
This when we sometimes think of, you know, I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to, you know, bless you, Sandra. We think, well, that's a really weak prayer. It's the most powerful prayer. It had explosive impact that we see right at the very beginning of Genesis. The first ministry of the priest, let me call it that, we see in Genesis 1 verse 22, and he said, to life, be blessed, be fruitful, and increase. God really, really meant it. And in that word, be blessed, there is something absolutely explosive. Get the idea? Now, in Genesis, we then get Adam and Eve. uh, And then he said in verse uh, 28, God blessed them, Adam and Eve, together, and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that over uh, the ground. So what you see in, in the Garden of Eden is intimacy, which is the ministry of the priest. The job of the priest is to create intimacy uh, between, uh, between priest and God and God and priest and also with mankind. What's the job of the king? It's to rule and create and take kingdom and make it come and his will be done. So to bring peace. Normally when we think about kings, well, they're they're the ones that went out to make war. Yes, true. But they're also the ones who went out to make peace. They're also the ones that did weights and measures to make sure that no one was getting ripped off. They also did uh, about actually the rules in in, in justice. They also did about taxation so that the poor could be looked after. So the culture, the king creates the culture of heaven and brings it and has that ministry of actually bringing it to the whole earth is what we see the pattern being shared out here in the Garden of Eden. Intimacy, but then go and rule and subdue things which are not aligned with the kingdom of heaven and bring the principles of kingdom of heaven and bless the earth and and everything that's in it. Got the idea? So when you say be blessed to someone then we can either think of it as just like an earthly blessing. You know, Pat, Pat, my daughter here is on, you know, I sometimes tap her on the head even though she's 30 uh, and tap her on the head and, you know, be blessed because it's just, a, you know, oh, nice. There's that type of blessing. Or we're called because God is inside of me by his Holy Spirit. Amen. The same Holy Spirit that was there in the beginning of Genesis that said to life, be blessed and be fruitful. That same Holy Spirit is in me and in every one of you. And you can step into that place of being of that same ministry of the priest and say, be blessed, Janice. And I can believe my faith that says you are going to have miraculous blessing in the principle of Genesis chapter 1 and break out of fruitfulness over your life in so many areas. Amen? God is doing something about restoring the ministry of the priest. Hello, priests. Every one of us can stand in that place where we are going to declare blessing over one another. Really oddly, and you see in the Old Testament, you know, with with, uh, Uzziah, uh, I'm not going to go into it. He was a king who tried to go in and be a priest. Bad idea. So pulling it all together in one person, for some reason, and I've got my own views and theories, but for some reason, Jesus has kept the ministry of the king and the priest separate. Now, I can choose to be a king one day. I can choose to be a priest in the same day. But bringing the two together on the same topic is something that God seems to want to keep apart. Why? Because he loves team. 
would be the simple thought. He loves it when people come together with common purpose and of one accord, and there his anointing flows more richly. So he wants to keep, in the same way he split up the fivefold ministry, um, and actually said, when you guys all come together and start working together as a team, then I'm going to increase the flow and the blessing and the goodness. When the king and the priest come together on a topic, then something more spectacular happens. Amen? So, you are a king or a queen. You are a priest. That's what the Bible is very clear about. But we tend to, on certain topics, have the ministry of one or another. Amen? It can be, for me, to be priest with Janus, to be prophet, let's put those two together, and to declare the blessing of God uh, uh, over her life and that fruitfulness to, uh, to increase. On a separate topic, there can also be, you know, coming along and actually speaking through some practicalities and, and all the rest of it, and to uh, express something of authority and help, help her come into that. That's more of a sort of a king thing. But putting the two together is something that God seems to want to keep apart, to so be separate. So I do believe that as we come out of this lockdown, there's going to be not just an increase in the sense of what the job of the priest is, which is to declare blessing in its simplest form, but also the, to enhance what the ministry of the king is. Now, uh, Sandra is, uh, let's just really just keep with all the simple uh, male-female, then Sandra is king in our house. Um, um, I'm also king. We jointly rule, apparently. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> But our job is not to dominate. That's the wrong type of rulership. Jesus was the servant king. Amen? We're there to serve our family. And she can be in a place of, you know, sort of uh, creating the right atmosphere of peace and love and kindness in our family and expressing that through the full authority of God, or she can do that in her own strength. I believe there's something that's going to be coming on the equipping on all of us that says that God is going to release and grace us to do these things more, a league up of what we did before, in his strength. Life is too hard to do it in your own strength. Did you know that? You're not, you weren't designed to do it on your own. You were designed to do it with him. And he has gifted and graced you with his wisdom and also your own wisdom. And, you know, as I've got a little older, um, I've got a, probably a little more earthly wise. But there will come a point, and it's probably happening about now, where I'm forgetting stuff. Uh, uh, and it's going to get worse. And so I'm going to get thicker. Uh, and I'm going to get less wise and all the rest of it. But God's wisdom is a level above and is never changing. In a work situation, when I tap into his wisdom... One level of things happens. When I tap into my experience, another level of things happens. In all of us, in all of our workplaces, whether you get paid for it, that's called a job, or whether it's your workplace because that's your family, on your work environment, that's your street, that's the charity that you, you work with, that's the, uh, the kids that you help um, to look after in you know, second and third generation things uh, and your uh, babysitting and all that sort of stuff. Whatever environment you are in, God has given you a place of influence. Amen? And he is wanting to increase 
your effectiveness of that influence uh, as we come out of this lockdown. That's the real thing that I feel on my heart, whether it be in schools, whether it be in hospitals, whether it be in business, whether it be in your family, whether it be in your street, in the places where you volunteer, there is a thing where you are to one level, and this is true of me, working in my own strength and experience, but what God is wanting us to do is to step up to a different level of where we are working in his strength, in his wisdom, and his blessing, according to Genesis 1 verse 28. Because what I've got, I believe, is what is coming, is a priest more recognizing, gosh, my, the ministry of the priests is also to the king, as also to the God and also to the people. There's a ministry that the priest has to those of us who have influence in our life, which is all of us, and God is wanting to accelerate his kingdom come in your situation. Amen? Do you get it? So there is something that is coming for those who want to run with it of saying and of an increase of his government in, in my life. Amen? And out of that outworking, Jesus did the majority of his miracles in the marketplace. He didn't do them in the temple. He did the majority of his preaching in the marketplace, out on the fields, uh, in, in the places where there were people who were at. We spend most of our time not in the temple, not in church, but actually out in the doing life thing. And God wants his miracles to be done in the doing life thing, not in the church. We practice doing miracles in the church. We practice doing prophecy in the church. We practice having words of wisdom in the church. But the real place for the outworking of the ministry of the power of the Holy Spirit is in the marketplace, is in the field, is in the home, is in the babysitting environment, is with that family that I spend time with, is in my own street, and the, his kingdom Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come here on earth, not in the temple, not in church. Amen? I want us to get hold of this Genesis 1.28 thing. When we bless someone, you can bless someone in, a, in an earthly sense, in the way that I tap Ruth on the head. Um, I'm going to get a slap afterwards. But uh, when, when we tap someone on the head, and there is a, you know, a blessing of a father to a daughter, and that's a real thing, and that's a lovely thing. But there is also, when I step into the ministry of the priest, as we saw there expressed through God himself, when I step into that ministry of the priest and say to my daughter, who's job hunting uh, at the moment, uh, when I say to her, be blessed in your job hunting, then I do that in the power of the name of Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the creative power that we saw in Genesis 1, 28, which took a desolate, empty earth with a garden of Eden, and it said, and God said, go fill the whole earth. Be blessed and be fruitful. Amen? So I declare over my daughter as priest, be blessed, Ruth McKinley, be fruitful and very successful in Jesus' name. Amen? I'm not doing that as Stuart dad. I'm doing that as Stuart priest. Amen? You just think of someone in your family, on your work situation, on your circle of influence right now who needs to be blessed. You just think of somebody who needs to be blessed who you want to be blessed. Just think of them and just close your eyes right now. There can be a work situation because we're caused to influence wherever we place our feet. Just think of them 
and just take the power of that Genesis 128 priest ministry. Be blessed. Be fruitful. Be at peace in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Lord, we release the miraculous. We don't release good wishes and good intent. We release the miraculous power of the Holy Spirit into each one of those situations that we're just praying for right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. First thought, you're a priest. Your job is to bless. Your job is to declare the fruitfulness of heaven over people's lives. I mean, thought one. Now, the priest has many, many other jobs than that. Prime job is actually intimacy with God. Um, uh, and, and Jared's been talking about that, you know, so what is it that's so important for us as we come out of lockdown is actually building a sanctuary, building a place of the, of the manifest presence of God uh, that people can come, in, come into, that kings and queens can come into, get soaked in the presence of God and go out into their marketplace, go out into their family situations. Now, for each one of us, um, uh, 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 this is absolutely true for every single one of us. We just have it in different degrees as we've learned to step into this. Is we have this unmerited favor of God on our lives, don't we? As Christians, you, have an unme- you don't deserve the full goodness of God, but yet you've got a bucket of it, haven't you, Janice? Sorry, just keep, you just sat there, which is why I'm picking on you. So <clears throat> each one of us has ridiculous grace and favor on our lives. I have it in my workplace. Um, uh, my... my a team of people that work for me, uh, they call it um, uh, Stuart who dances through the raindrops. Uh, it can be chucking it down with rain, chaos can be happening, and I dodge through all the raindrops and I get through to the other side. Was it raining? Because uh, uh, they, they just see that there's favor on my life that is not warranted. I didn't go to school to learn how to dance through the raindrops. They just see that, you know, everyone else's projects are getting difficult and all the rest of it. My projects, ta-da, breezing through, we get to the end. Gosh, we dodged that disaster. I wonder how we did that. And it's just God guides and graces us without us having doing anything because he loves us and he is for us. And the more we can lean into that understanding that I'm not doing this on my own, I'm doing it with him. Amen? Now, the reason that God has graced you is because he loves you, but he also loves the whole earth. And that grace that's upon you, that favor that is upon you, is also for others. Amen? So as a as a king or as a queen in your situation of influence you have disproportionate favor on your life you are not the same as those others in your workplace uh, did, did you know that um yep angie's as weird as i am she's agreeing with me we we are we are odd we are a peculiar people and when we're sat on this side as being people of influence in our workplace Wherever our workplace, not paid employment, wherever you go and work and engage with other people, that's your workplace, that's your marketplace, that's your place of influence. And you go in and you have a disproportionate influence on what is going on because you are a kingdom person. Amen? And I believe that there's something coming upon the church where we are going to get this more and more and more. And there is a grace that's going to come along with that that says I'm going to have a higher disproportionate effect on the little community of people that I work with. Amen? The whole thing about the kingdom of heaven, it's salt, it's light, it's all the rest. Just take the thing of salt. It is 
totally disproportionate, totally disproportionate, the effect that I can have in my situation because of Jesus, this huge multiplication effect because of Jesus. And for those of us who are in those situations, I just want to encourage you, grab a priest. You're not designed to do this on your own. My experience of, you know, of through lockdown, so one of, you know, my big learnings is isolation. So I sit at home in front of a uh, 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 computer screen, 10 hours a day on Teams calls, uh, Zoom calls, and I sit there and I'm utterly exhausted at the end of it. Uh, uh, and Sandra's uh, uh, absolutely lovely and all the rest of it, but I'm absolutely on my, my own in that situation. I need a priest. In my big, big learning, and uh, you know, and for me to say this, uh, you know, having sort of worked for you know 30 some years in the workplace um, of being independent, doing it on my own and all the rest of it. I need a priest. I need people who are speak because I can't be king and priest at the same time. I need a priest who's speaking into my places of influence and releasing blessing and increase upon me and peace upon me to go through the battles of the day and actually come out and be expressing disproportionate favor on all those things that God has given into my care. Amen. So for those of us who are in the place of, of life, because you have influence, grab a priest. You need partnership in your life to be successful in it, to express the, the love, the authority, the peace, and the goodness of God. And on, for those, that, for, and it can be the same people, we can flip between the two into a certain situation. But for those of us, when we see people who are struggling in life, be a priest to them. Amen? It's every one of our jobs is to be a priest to one another, to take through intimacy with Jesus, to come alongside someone and to speak the blessing and the increase and the favor of the goodness of God over Janice in Jesus' name. You're going to have a blessed day, Janice. And, uh, you know, that, um, uh, uh, we'll just we'll just come to a close and we'll just sort of do a little, just do a little bit of this. Um, uh, that whole thought of Genesis chapter one, it, you know, it runs through uh, the whole Bible. We, we picked on a little bit of it, but you know, if you just take that, this one of the central precepts of the whole um, Jewish religion, it's the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord be close and intimate with you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. That whole thought, the Lord make his face to shine upon you, closeness and intimacy. The Lord bless you, that whole thing of supernatural blessing and increase and disproportionate favor on your life, all of it wrapped together and give you peace, which Jesus, the Prince of Peace, brings us. So much of those principles of kingdom and priest wrapped up in just those three simple thoughts, his face to shine upon you, be blessed and walk in peace.